Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Block Talk. Today we have a very special guest helping us, as always, when it comes to the sports stuff. A great man blowing up, I can see from his Instagram. And I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself because he could do a better job than I ever could. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much. Thanks so much. What's going on, everyone? It's so good to be back. Uh, I'm Jacob from Jake's Take. And... It's really exciting because I remember coming on this show back in May and, you know, y'all were hyping me up and now it's good to remember your roots. Remember the people who first hyped you up and giving back to them because they still hype you up and you still support one another. So that's one of the great things about being in the content community. Oh, definitely. Always, brother. Always going to have number love over here. Y'all make sure to go listen to his podcast too, man. Jake Small, uh, Jake's Take Small Market Sports Podcast. It's great, especially if you're into college that's starting to ramp up right now, man. Jake has a lot of great insight. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be a crazy year, a lot of movement around, and especially in the SEC because I feel like all of the teams can be pretty exciting, um, especially Kentucky, even though their quarterback's really weird and likes mayonnaise a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just hoping UConn doesn't go 1-11 again because that shit's embarrassing for college football. But we'll see how that goes. I mean, Nebraska could. I mean, if Scott Frost at this rate, anything's possible. That That is true. I mean, listen, with college, you never know. I mean, somebody was favored by like 40-something points and couldn't cover. But, uh, all right, guys. So today we're going to be going around the NFC and the AFC big uh Football podcast is we're ramping up for the NFL to officially start September 8th next week. And we're doing Are You Down with OPP, overhyping preseason predictions. So just based on preseason, strength of schedule, stuff like that, we're going to predict how we think every team is going to fare. We're going to spend three minutes on each team. So don't worry. We're going to talk about everybody's team today, man. You ready, Jake? I'm ready. Let's get into it. All right, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and start at the NFC North. And let's go ahead and start with your favorite team, the Saint, uh, the uh, Packers, brother. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. All right. So the Packers have definitely had a bit of a shaky offseason because not only did they trade away Devontae Adams, but they did not address the wide receiver need until the later rounds. But Aaron Rodgers is still there. That defense is still really good. I wouldn't be surprised if this team is still going to be the number one or number two seed in the NFC, but I'm sure that the wide receiver problems is going to catch up. I still don't see this team less than, I'd say, 11 or 10 wins. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you have the two-time MVP for quarterback back there, you know, Aaron Rodgers, A-Rodge. Uh, you know, doesn't matter what you think of him as a person. Great thrower of the football, slinger of the rock, whatever you want to say. Uh, again, yeah, definitely losing uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, they also got rid of MVS to go over to the Chiefs. But, I mean, let's be honest, MVS also was kind of subpar last year for yeah. them. He's never really been a big, like, carry for them. But you're right. They always tend to address it in later rounds, which has always been a big problem for them. But they did beef up their O-line, which has been a glaring problem for years. And so kind of filling in that need is was really a big get for them. I mean, their strength of schedule is 22nd, so they're definitely on the bottom half of easiest uh, schedules for the year. So that's definitely good right there for them. Uh, I mean, listen, I get it. A, a lot of people put a lot of stock into – uh, you know, preseason and stuff like that, which I, I always joke because, again, this is, you know, overhyping preseason right now. But, I mean, you know, you, you don't really see a lot from them. Uh, they didn't really have a lot of, like, noticeable cuts coming off their roster after this preseason. Like, they don't just have any big names, but they definitely got rid of a bunch of people. They got rid, you know, I think they only cut one wide receiver, uh, but that's because he was injured. Uh, what else? They cut like two running backs, uh, a tight end. Like they, they didn't really make any big noticeable cuts. The Packers are still looking like the Packers, minus you know the uh, the trades that they did during the off season. No, absolutely. I mean, I know that the Devontae Adams trade is gonna hurt, and I know that you know he was one of the top players, but a lot of people don't remember that Devontae Adams in 2015. He was awful. Oh, my gosh. I remember watching him. He was so bad. And then the next year comes back, and then that's how dominant he's been. So it's going to be different. And then Sammy Watkins, you know, being hurt doesn't really help. But you still have Aaron Jones. And having a running back who is relatively – I don't want to say dominant, but very dependable, who can – shoulder the load and still you know play I think he's played a full season almost every year I think there might have been one where he only played 10 11 games yeah that that's gonna help too you get Robert Tanyan coming back you get Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari coming back and your O-line is set so I don't think it's too much to worry about really with the defense it was more of when they got rid of of one of the Smith linebackers. I don't remember if it was Zadarius. I think it was Zadarius. Zadarius, yeah. That was a big surprise for me because I remember when he and Preston Smith got together, they were super dominant. And then all of a sudden, it's let's cut this tie. The back ends on the defense in the safety corners, they'll be dominant. You know, you have Jair, Adrian Amos. So you're set there. Eric Stokes. He's going to have some, you know, young guy troubles, but I think he should be fine. But really, I mean, that team is going to be very dominant when it comes Five to – Five more seconds. The, yeah, absolutely. So, I think they're good with that. So, yeah, I see 11, maybe 12 wins there. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to dominate. Jumping over to probably their biggest rivals in division, the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Listen, man, again, uh, strength of schedule, they're tied for 24th. They they have a pretty cake schedule, you know what I mean? I mean, they're starting off against the Niners, who have a tricky quarterback situation. Then they go to the Packers. Then it's the Texans, the Giants, 
Vikings, then the Commanders. Like, they're not really playing anybody that's going to blow you out of the water in the beginning part of uh, September and October. But um, I definitely think they, they've been saying from preseason from camp that Justin Fields looks like he's taking the leap. However, though, they still don't have a real good O-line, and they're, they can't really apply pressure on the other side of the ball either because their uh, defensive line doesn't really just have anybody that's like super standout is going to make a giant impact this year for me. No, 100% agree. I feel like with the Bears, I could see them winning. Positively, I'd say that the upside for them is I could see them being an eight-win team, which is, you know, pretty good. Um, But I also could see them being a lot worse than that because really the only stability on the defense is Eddie Jackson. Yeah, I mean, besides that, who they really have out there, you know? Exactly. I mean, you traded away Khalil Mack. Um, I don't know if Eddie Goldman's still on the roster, but, I mean, they went through so much trades, and even Roquan Smith doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So, um, the upside for Justin Fields is there, but it also comes back to, I don't know if it's just a Green Bay and Chicago thing, but it's as if those teams are allergic to drafting wide receivers. Yeah, I don't know what it is with the NFC North, man. They don't actually put, like, a lot of stock into drafting wide receivers very high. Really, the only ones recently has been the Vikings. Obviously, you know, we'll get to them later. But yeah, it's really, I mean, the Lions don't do it. The Bears don't do it. The Packers don't do it. So it's just, do they not see that wide receiver is a need or just look every year and say, wow, those are some great players down in the SEC. Too bad we can't draft them. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. When you think about, like, the best players that are coming out of the AFC North, you can't really think of any just, like, skilled positions that just come out of the Bears that are standout players like that. You know what I mean? No. I like, mean, not the wide receiver group, the running back, tight end, quarterback. Like, they're they're outgunned by every other team in their division. So they're definitely going to have to uh, struggle. And go ahead. we got another 30 seconds left. Jake, go ahead and hit me with it. I mean, losing Al Robinson's going to hurt. But you have to look to see what this skill positions can do. You have a good running back, David Montgomery. I can see the upside. But right now, I don't have them making that giant leap. But I do see some improvements from year one to year two. Yeah. And just to wrap that up, I, I forget on their defensive line, I forgot about Robert Quinn. That edge rusher, oh, he's yeah. the only one that I'm not concerned about on their D-line who I know is going to do good. That has done good consistently. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. All right. Jumping on over to the Minnesota Vikings. Go ahead and start us off, Jake. Minnesota Vikings coming in, having the best wide receiver duo in the NFC. That's right. I said that even as the same stand. Adam Thielen, so dependable, can catch basically anything. Justin Jefferson, one of the top young wide receivers, complimented by Dalvin Cook, a successful running back. But your quarterback's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. That's where the downside is. The defense is going to look a little bit different because they got rid of Anthony Barr, who had been there for quite a long time. But I also could see that this team still continuing to do well. But right now it also does come down to the defense. And can Kirk Cousins still be better because last year so many of their games were decided by one point 
Yeah, you definitely need him to make the leap because, I mean, on their defense, they they definitely have, you know, guys over there. I mean, on the defensive line, they got Dalvin Tomlinson. You know, they got uh, Eric Kendricks, the linebacker over there. They have uh, Harrison Smith back there. Like, I mean, they got fucking guys. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, their, their kicker, Greg Joseph, did fucking great last year. Like you said, Justin Jefferson and uh, <clears throat> Adam Thielen on the other side of the ball. Definitely one of the better duos out there that still remain, especially for that division. But it's like you said, it's all going to really rely on Kirk Cousins, man, because, you know, he's so up and down because some games, you know, he'll give you like a QBR of like, you know, mid to high 80s. And then sometimes he's like in the 40s, man. Like he's just so inconsistent. I know. Absolutely. I feel like with him he's either really good or he's just not there. So with him, and if he's still playing at a top, you know, tier level, I could see this team competing for first. I could see them getting to about 10, 11 wins. But right now, if he still has those struggles, especially in prime time, as bad as it sounds, this could be a seven, eight win team. And I don't know how much more patience that front office will have with mediocrity. Yeah, I mean, especially because this is uh, his last year on his uh, on his contract, Kirk Cousins. So, I mean, it's time to put up or shut up. Also, yeah, like you said earlier, I forgot to mention, uh, Dalvin Cook, man. Let's be honest, he's a workhorse. He's definitely going to take majority of the load over there. But honestly, man, uh, I mean, the, the, the good thing for Minnesota is that they're in the AFC, uh, in the NFC North, which their only competition is Green Bay. Because let's be honest, I think the Bears are going to be like third at the best. Lions will probably be fourth. So Minnesota will just be fighting to maybe get a wild card spot if the rest of the NFC is just garbage. Oh, no, 100%. I mean, right now, it's also you have to take into consideration Dalvin Cook's injury status before. He hasn't been healthy. And especially with running backs, this is the age where you have to start thinking, are they going to lose a step? Because he's been in the league for this is going to be, I believe, his sixth year. Yeah. All right, jumping on over now to what I think will be the worst team in the division, even though I do like them after watching them on Hard Knocks, you know, grit and all that, the Detroit Lions. So, listen, obviously, TJ Hawkinson, fucking dude. Apparently, everything coming out of uh, training camp and everything, Jared Goff is on fucking fire right now. They said that he looks incredible over there, which, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of preseason hype comes out. A lot of people look better. Uh, you got Penny Sewell right there on the line, uh, former uh, first-round draft pick. Their guard, Jonah Jackson, and their all-world center, Frank Ragnow, which, you know, they they definitely have a nice line. Uh, their running back, uh, what's his name? Uh, DeAndre Swift. What is it? DeAndre Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm definitely a Swifty. I've, I've liked him for a while. Uh, now with the pickup two of Aiden Hutchinson, which I was rooting for him in the draft. I'm so glad he went to Detroit because, I mean, I really think he is going to be the difference maker over there. And then him steadily having to go against, uh, you know, also a former first-round O-lineman. Like, that's going to be really good for that young man's career. Uh, they got that great punter, Jack Fox. And, uh, yeah, man, just their secondary really needs to step the fuck up. They're really lacking a lot inside yeah, the secondary. Yeah, looking at this, I mean, you have – 
a good running back committee with the Andres of Jamal Williams. You got a diamond in the rough with Amon Ross St. Brown mm-hmm. for a wide receiver. You get DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds, who are two big wide receivers. So they'll be good, but it is health for them. TJ Hawkinson is looking to take that next step. I feel like getting Aiden Hutchinson and having him go against Panay Sewell will make Panay Sewell better. Frank Ragno, still an amazing center. I think probably one of the best young centers out there. Yep, all world. Taylor Decker, tremendous tackle. I think with him, you know, he's still probably one of the best. But you're right, it does come down to this defensive back because Jeff Akuda, I haven't seen much from him. Mike Hughes, former first-round pick who didn't pan out. Deshaun Elliott, don't know too much about him. You look at this defensive backfield and it's a lot of players that people will not know and that's hard when you're playing in the nfl on the defense same with their linebackers too because there's so many injuries right now and you know you also don't have jameson williams he's still hurt so you don't have your first round pick at wide receiver and i'm a big jamo fan i i love jamo but not having him is definitely going to be hard on this team so My prediction, I want to say I see six wins. Definitely bottom of NFC North. Upside's there for Jared Goff and this offense. But defense is definitely going to give up points. And they need to make some adjustments or they need to make a big splash in a trade because they need help in the DBs. Yeah. Last 15 seconds here. I mean, they went one and two in the preseason. They didn't really show me a lot, honestly. Uh, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Their uh, schedule is 28th in strength. I mean, uh, like you said, I- I'm also going to give them six wins and just hopefully a couple of those young guys, you know what I mean? They- they'll definitely take the next step in a couple years. But Aiden Hudson looks like a fucking guy, and they definitely look like they hit on him. Oh, no, 100%. They did a great job getting him. I mean, he was there, and I don't even know why they got Trayvon Walker from the Jags, but I'll- I mean, it's the Jags. Yeah. All right. Jumping on over now to the NFC least by consensus. Most people believe to be the worst fucking division in football. Minus the AFC South. Uh, What was that? The NFC East. They're so bad. Ah, They're terrible, man. So we're going to go ahead and just start with what I think actually. And listen, I get a lot of pushback on this. I think it's going to be the number one team in that division. The Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I mean, listen, they made so many moves during the offseason. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. They, and they just got CJGJ, I think, uh, yesterday or Monday, which everybody that's played against him says he's a fucking guy. You know, he's from, he's from the Saints, one of your favorite fucking teams. Uh, they also picked up A.J. Brown over there. They still have Dallas Goddard. Um, on their O-line, they still have uh, Lane Johnson, uh, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey. Even though they're getting up there in age, I mean, let's be honest, they still are proven fucking guys. They picked up uh, Javon Hargraves from, I think, uh, did he come from Baltimore, I think? I think he came from Baltimore because originally he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, yeah, they they have Javon Hargraves and uh, Hassan Reddick on the edge coming off there, you know, screaming demon over there. Uh, Darius Slay, I definitely expect him to make the jump coming from the, the, the Lions over there. I, I definitely need to see some out of him this year, man. Like, like seriously. And then they got that great kicker, uh, Jake Elliott. 
Yeah, so with this team, I definitely can see them actually being the number one team in the NFC East. You have Jalen Hurts coming in to his second full year as a starter. They surrounded him with weapons. Really, my concern is still running back because while Miles Sanders is your starter, you don't really have many people behind him. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, you upgraded because you have A.J. Brown to put him with Devontae Smith. Smitty and Jalen Hurts played together, so they have chemistry already which is fantastic. But the big news from today is the Eagles trading away Jalen Rager. They realized they made a mistake and they traded him away. So they're going to pair him with the Vikings, Um, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then like you said with the Miles Sanders thing, I mean, he's splitting work with, I mean, let's be honest, Boston Scott. And then uh, some dude named Gainwell, which, you know, what? The, let's be honest, who the fuck is that? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of no names. Yeah, so it, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with uh, them. Go ahead, wrap up the last 15 seconds, Jake. So with this, O-line, offense is great. Defense is terrific. Look for some excitement from those DBs with Darius Slay. CJ Gardner-Johnson, they got a steal. I need the Saints to stop picking up the phone every time Howie calls. Josh Job, rookie undrafted out of Alabama, can play in the slot, can play outside. He might be a diamond in the rough for this Philadelphia Eagles team. I can still see them <laughs> controlling the NFC East. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the team that I think will give them the biggest problem, which on paper they should be so much fucking better than they are, and every year they're a goddamn disappointment. I don't care. <sighs> fucking, I'm going to let you start this one off, man, but. Give me your breakdown on the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Oh, that shit show? Yeah. So, with the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, their fans are delusional. Um, They're always convinced of their back. Looking at this roster, they have a good roster, but they traded away Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott seems to be regressing each year. And then, in regards to your wide receivers, Really, your only consistent option right now is C.D. Lamb because Michael Gallup is injured. Noah Brown hasn't really played too, too much. And then with your O-line, remember when they used to have one of the best O-lines out there and now no one knows anyone on there besides Tyron Smith and Zach Martin? Yeah. That's what it is now. Defense, they do have a really exciting young linebacker with Micah Parsons, but Leighton Van Der Esch cannot stay healthy. I don't know what it is with their middle linebackers and not being able to stay healthy because it was the same thing with Sean Lee. Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly a fucking shit show. I mean, listen, they got Dak Prescott got there, the king of fucking garbage time yards. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's going to be their number one. Uh, they got that uh, tight end Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz would be a good one. Yeah, Uh uh, they have Zach Martin at guard, which, you know, he's always been consistent. They're missing Tyron Smith, but also, I mean, listen, man. Dallas can say what they want, dude. They literally have, and this is ranked, the easiest fucking schedule in the NFL, bro. I'm I'm legitimately tired of the excuses. I need D-Law to step the fuck up off that edge, man, because he's been very inconsistent and very sub-performative every fucking year. Uh, Michael Parsons apparently looks fucking incredible coming off the edge. They said he comes screaming and nobody can hold him. So that'll be interesting. 
You got Trayvon Diggs, who everybody was sucking off last year, even though he gave up the most yards out of anybody in the NFL, which I think is fucking crazy. Uh, they have that great safety, J. Uh, J. Ron Curse. So I mean, J. Ron Curse is yep, he's out there. He's great. Malik Hooker want to see some improvements from him. Donovan Wilson can see some good consistency from him. But really, with this, it comes down to the corners with Jordan Lewis. Calvin Joseph and Trayvon Diggs, along with Anthony Brown, those four are going to be picked on, especially Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, because he, like I said, he gave up the most yards of fucking anybody last year, man. And everybody was wanting to give him like defensive player of the year or some shit. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's ridiculous. You get interceptions doesn't mean that you are talented. Quarterbacks get smart and stop throwing your way. Just ask Richard Sherman. Just ask Darrell Revis. Yes. Or literally ask the Honey Badgers. So just because he got all those interceptions doesn't mean he's consistently good. I was there when I saw him play at Alabama. He also made me so aggravated because he would give up so many yards and so many penalties. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Moving on to two. I don't want to say inconsequential, but let's be honest, definitely more bottom of the barrel of already the bottom of the fucking barrel. So uh, I went ahead and flipped the coin. Let's go with the New York Giants, who Saquon Barkley coming off an injury, all world fucking running back, you know. Uh, God, Jesus, man, they've got so many goddamn problems. I mean, they don't really have a lot of wide receivers over there. Uh Andrew Thomas stand out on their O-line, though. He's been good for a couple years. They had a great fucking draft. Honestly, they they really addressed a lot of needs, but it, they're nowhere near plugging up all the holes that they needed. Uh, Blake Martinez, that great linebacker that they have. Uh, they have Leonard Williams. Uh, oh, Xavier McKinney, their safety is fucking great. So, but I, I, let's be honest, I don't really expect a lot out of the New York Giants. Let's be real. I definitely think they'll be better than last year, but I'm not having high hopes for them. But when you're in the NFC least, anything could literally happen. Yeah, no, I have to agree with this team. They are a good young team, but this is also a team that cannot stay not only healthy, but a team that just does not have the consistency. I'm looking at this roster. Yes, you have Saquon Barkley, but Saquon's injury history does make me nervous. Yeah. And I mean, they're led by Danny Dimes in the back. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean, all I can think about is that play where he's running for a touchdown and he trips himself. Yeah. Like that's the best way to sum up his career. Yeah. Honestly. Wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, you got him from Detroit. He didn't do anything in his first year. No. Darius Tony didn't do anything as a rookie. And really, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are your best wide receivers, which is good. They're good receivers. But you got Kadarius Tony in your first round, and you got Kenny Galladay as a huge signing. They did address a lot of issues, too. But right now, this is still a very young team. They are going to have some struggles. I say they repeat their record, which is 4-13. Could maybe see them... Maybe getting, you know, six wins, five wins, but it's not looking too, too good because this is a really young team. And Daniel Jones is your quarterback. Yeah, like, again, man, I mean, I I just can't stress enough how Daniel Jones is back there being the leader, which, listen, man, 
he has to make the fucking leap again. He's he's one of the guys that has to make the leap. Like it's time to fucking put up or shut up. You know what I mean? Like no, no, absolutely. They've they've kind of been bullshitting lately, and I mean he's got what just one more year on his contract, I think, right? I think so because he was drafted in either 2018 or 2019. Yeah, so I mean he's definitely got to start fucking proving it, man, because he's not he's not showing me anything right now. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. I'm not seeing much from him. I still think that you have some talent in your young players with Adore Jackson, Xavier McKinney, another Alabama guy. Yeah. You've got a great kicker. Graham Gano has been doing it for such a long time. You've got some great young players. You have got Evan Neal. You got Kayvon Thibodeau, but Kayvon Thibodeau is hurt. So they are going to monitor him. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to look at Tay Crowder, Diamond in the Rough, Leonard Williams, done fantastic. But right now it comes down to injuries, health, and really with the NFC East, one team's going to fall and the other three are going to fall too. So it just depends on who doesn't want to That's easier said than done. Definitely. All right. Now moving on to the last and most confusing fucking team out of that entire goddamn division, the Washington Commanders, who are tied with the Dallas Cowboys for the easiest strength of schedule. So again, they are also somebody that doesn't get sympathy from me. Also because they do the most confusing shit. Antonio Gibson, I mean, fuck, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I can literally say about him. Uh, I mean, luckily you got Scary Terry. But, I mean, unless he starts throwing in his fucking self, I don't really see anything going on with him. I mean, you got uh, Carson Wentz over there, as Skip Bayless loves to call him. And, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't really see just, like, a lot of people that stand out over there. Uh, oh, Jonathan Allen and Chase Young, of course. Can't forget them on their on their D-line. Those guys are incredible. They have a good corner in uh, Kendall Fuller. I've always liked him, so I definitely – I honestly want him to get out of there because I think he's too good for them. But that's a personal opinion on my end. But I I think they're going to go dead last in their division or they're going to be fighting with the Giants who, I mean, is that even a fucking competition for, you know, worst of worst? Not really. I mean, with this team, they have some great defensive players. You know, you've got Deron Payne. You've got Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young coming back. So, that defensive line is going to be stout. You've got some pretty good DBs with Kendall Fuller. But then, really, with your skill positions and your O-line, when I'm looking at this O-line, I'm not seeing a lot of names that are exciting because <laughs> they lost Brandon Sheriff. That's a huge blow, losing yeah. him. And you basically are replacing him with Trey Turner, a rookie named Chris Paul. That's not the point guard. Yeah. And West, I mean, you might as well Schweitzer. throw him in there. So, and your quarterback's Carson Wentz. That's the other thing, too. They've had a revolving door of quarterbacks ever since Kirk Cousins left. Yeah. So, I think with this, still similar, I feel like I could see them, you know, four or five wins, maybe. But yeah, I mean, this, that's if they're lucky, man. That's if they don't piss yeah. a couple of them away, to be honest. But with this right now, they have talent at wide receiver, but they also have so many question marks and no one knows exactly what can happen with this team. Yeah. I mean, Hey, best of luck to them, man. But honestly, I, I hate watching the NFC East to be honest with you, like in any capacity. Yeah. No, I feel bad for all Alabama players who were drafted there. Also prayers up to Brian Robinson who got shot in the leg and still showed up two days later to the facility. 
Yeah, man. Fucking insane, dude. Also, shout out to that player who got shot like a couple times. Uh, like they tried to steal his jewelry and stuff like that, right? And uh, he's set to go probably like in December. I mean, fucking great young man over there. He was a running back. Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, that was Brian Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go then. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, I know. Prayers up for him. Yeah. All right. Jumping on over to your favorite division, Mr. Jake, the NFC South. And you might Let's not like go. this, but we're going to go ahead and start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So with the Bucks, they definitely had a bit of a turnaround with this season because not only did Tom Brady retire and then come back, Gronk retired and then Bruce Arians retired. And there's so much going around with this team because Leonard Fournette showed up very out of weight. And then you lost also most of your offensive line. Yeah. Including Ryan Jensen getting hurt. So right now, Tom Brady needs an O-line and it's not looking too, too good, but you did get Julio. Yeah. I mean, they also said that Shaq Mason looked a little gimpy. Um, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you got the GOAT for quarterback. You know, arguably, uh, like you said, Leonard Fournette showed up fat as shit, which this is not his first year doing that. He really needs to get his head out his fucking ass. Uh, you got Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Brashad Perriman over there. Uh, Chris Godwin. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot Chris Godwin. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you, you have a good wide receiver core over there. But like you said, their biggest uh, worry for me is going to be that O-line. I'm not worried at tight end because I mean, they got Cameron Brake who sat behind Gronk last year. And even then before that, he was good. That's crazy. OJ Howard got cut. Uh, just speaking of somebody else that I remember, that was fucking insane. Yeah, that me. was crazy. And I man, literally can't believe have, that shit happened. But also they have that uh, all world fucking D line, man. You got Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, uh, Ghostin over there, Devin White, uh, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. Uh, and you've got a terrific defensive backfield. Yeah. Because you got Antoine Whitfield, you got Shaq Carlton, Barrett. Yeah. Sean yeah. Murphy Bunting. Uh, yeah, you are set. Yeah, uh, Mike Edwards on the other side of Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, God damn, man. Uh, Jamel Dean being your uh, number three cornerback. I mean, God, like. And then you have Logan Ryan, who's played for almost 10 years, probably mentoring these guys, too. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, they got uh, Ryan Suckup over there. <laughs> so, you know, your kicking is fucking good, but. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, a lot of them came back again to try to run it back with Tom Brady. So we'll see how that shit goes. But, I mean, I, I have high hopes for this team. But uh, their strength of schedule, they're ranked fourth. Like, they're the fourth hardest schedule. So, you know, going by last year's win percentages, which, let's be honest, teams change year to year. So it's kind of, you know, you never know. But, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to play some animals this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how they fare. No, hundred percent. I mean, because your second game is playing in new Orleans and playing in, I still cannot believe I have to call it the Caesar Superdome because it should be the Mercedes Benz. That is one of the hardest environments to play in. It's super rowdy. And also there, this is the only team that's ever shut out Tom Brady. They didn't yeah. allow a Twice. single. Yeah. They didn't allow a single touchdown from him in the last game. So I can see them still running it as the top seed, 
but I could also see them taking a bit of a step back because right now your only consistent player on the O-line, Tristan Wirfs. He yeah. can't have it all fall on him because he's such a young guy. Yeah. I mean, listen, Glazer family has been doing some great shit over there. Uh, no, 100%. Yeah. All right. Moving on to your favorite team, and I'm going to go ahead and let you start and run off here, man. The New Orleans Saints. Nola. Okay, so with them, <laughs> definitely a great offseason up until yesterday when they traded away Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. CJ, baby. Mickey, please stop picking up the phone every time Howie calls. <laughs> Aside from that, you've got Jameis Winston coming back. He should be good from his injury. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, great duo when it comes to running. Mm-hmm. Excited to see what they do with wide receiver. They got Chris Olave. They got Jarvis Landry in free agency. Michael Thomas is back. Yeah. For there. But question for me is tight ends because you don't have any specific dynamic tight ends. And right now you've got Taysom Hill as a full-time tight end. Yeah. And then his backup is uh, Jawan Johnson, I believe. Exactly. O-line yeah. should still be good. You got Andrews Pete, Ryan Ramchek, two of the best O-linemen out there. Cesar Ruiz, very dependable. My biggest concern, can Trevor Penning not stop fighting people? Like he's gotten kicked out of three practices for fighting people. Yeah. Is he injured right now, too? I don't know if he is. I haven't looked. Yeah. Uh, let me look that up real quick. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's hurt right now. Oh, lovely. That's unfortunate. I am sorry to hear that for you. No, it's but... okay. He'll be fine. <laughs> but the strength of this team, and this is a Dennis Allen staple, is going to be this defense. Because, oh. yes, while they got rid of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you still have one of the most important players on that D-line, and that's Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. Yep, Cam Jordan. So yeah. having Cam Jordan's going to be terrific. you got Demario Davis, mm. who is probably one of the best linebackers in the NFC. And then you look at those DBs because you got the Honey Badger. You got Marcus May, Bradley Roby, PJ Williams, Paulson Adebo, Daniel Sorensen, who can be decent when he wants to be. This is going to be the strength of this team. And obviously, yes, it's Dennis Allen's first year, but he has a much better situation than he did when he coached for the Raiders. Yeah. Also, I mean, you got Marshawn Lattimore over there. Let's not forget Marshawn now. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, they're tied for seventh on the strength of schedule. So, again, they're also going to have a fucking tough go of it. Let's be honest. I mean, they're going to be battling against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Like you said, they they made a lot of interesting moves, man. Like with some players that they got rid of, which you can tell they're definitely just planning for the future with some of the picks and stuff that they got. So, it'll definitely be interesting to see them in the next couple years. I honestly don't think. I think the best they can hope for, and I mean, I know you're probably not like hearing this, but the best they can hope for is for a wild card spot. So we'll see. But like you said, though, it definitely rests on the shoulders of that defense, man. Because like you said, Cam Jordan put it on his fucking back. Uh, David Onyemata's over there. Like you said, Demario Davis. That that fucking secondary is ridiculous, man. I mean, oh yeah, that 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 secondary is disgusting. You know, you like, like, like you said, with Daniel Sorensen over there, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Uh, Justin Evans on the other side of him, Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby, uh, Alante Taylor, PJ Williams. Like, they're fucking stacked in that secondary. So it, it'll definitely be interesting to – to. I know their defense will be top five for sure, just like every year. Oh, no, but, 100%. I mean, you got Jameis Winston, 
you know. But now he's got LASIK though, so I don't know. We'll see. Oh yeah, he's yeah, not screaming but, anymore. Yeah, you got Jameis Winston over there, but he's backed up by Andy Dalton. So I mean, if Jameis goes down, you know, fingers crossed he doesn't. You know, knock on wood. But you got Andy Dalton back there, you know, TCU repping. But I mean, what the fuck, man? Also, Alvin Kamara is gonna have a heavy workload like every year. He's backed up by Mark Ingram, you know, the big third down back. Like you said, I'm I'm looking forward to see what Chris Olave is going to do. I loved him at Ohio State. He looked incredible, so we'll definitely see. And then I want to see if Jarvis Landry can step his motherfucking game up because he's also been subpar when he was over there at the Browns. Well, I think all that they need from him is, I mean, he's back home, and that's another thing too. Getting Jarvis Landry and Tyre Matthew back in their home state, they were excited. So having them there is going to be huge. Another person to look into, obviously, Paulson Adebo, sensational rookie mm. year. So I can see him building off of that. And really, I mean, you look at this defensive backfield. Yes, losing Marcus um, Williams hurt, but you got some pretty good players in return. Yeah. It'll it'll definitely be interesting to see if they can make the fucking leap. But who knows, man? Like I said, I just that's the only concern that I really have for y'all is the uh, is the offense, man. Like le- legitimately. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, hey, fucking best of luck to y'all, man. You know, uh, moving on to a team that is a fucking laughing stock, honestly. But we have to talk about them, unfortunately. Uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers, man, which everybody is – just real quick. Everybody is sucking off Baker Mayfield for his last preseason performance, which, listen, did he do good? Yeah. Did he play against twos and threes? Fuck yeah. Yes. I mean, listen, this is a former first-round fucking draft pick, bro. Can we kind of just get off his nuts a little bit? Just a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Just a little bit. Because, I mean, he's supposed to do that. Because if he went out there and sucked all the cocks, I mean – you know, what, what What do you fucking say? I say with this, if he did it, they would still hate him. You know, yeah. they would be like, no, you still didn't do this in the best way possible. Like, there's something missing. I mean, listen, everybody's hyping up their first game. Obviously, they're going to play the Browns, you know, revenge game or whatever you want to call it. But you got fucking Baker Mayfield leading you back there, which, let's be honest, isn't a fucking lot. You know what I mean? Like, and then you got Sam Darnold behind that. Like, I mean, what are you really hoping here? Uh, you got uh, Robbie Anderson back there who has openly had disdain for fucking Baker Mayfield. I mean, threaten to fucking retire if we're being honest. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no. And also, he doesn't know that Sir Purr is a Panther. That was a bear. It's still kind of funny. That's so funny to me. No, that shit is ridiculous. I, 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 The fact that that shit came out his fucking mouth, to be honest. I mean, it was ridiculous. I think with this team, though, DJ Moore, obviously – and many people haven't seen this, but there's a video of DJ Moore breaking up a fight between fans. And I saw that and said, all right, you got to keep that guy there as long as possible. But knowing the Panthers are going to find a way to not. Yeah, I mean, their defense is honestly not that good. I mean, they got J.C. Horn back there at corner, which, I mean, he's good. But, I mean, who else really? You know what I mean? You got Brian Burns, who – showed some promise Shaq Thompson is good ish Jeremy Chin has been good but really with this team there's so many question marks because they are in a rebuilding 
aspect. And like I said in previous episodes, because I talk about the city of Charlotte so much, mm-hmm. they don't know what type of team they want to be. Yeah, they look like they're still looking for an identity, man. It's it's fucking insane. I, like I said, I just I don't honestly know what the fuck else they can do, man. Like they're just not good. No, but I mean, getting Austin Corbett is a good sign. But really with this, I mean, it's a team with more questions than answers. And it also does fall on Christian McCaffrey. Can he stay healthy? Yeah, I mean, listen, Christian McCaffrey's going to do Christian McCaffrey things. I'm definitely not worried about him. I mean, he is coming off an injury again. So, I mean, it definitely depends if he can stay safe. But they're they're going he's always going to have such a high workload man which is unfortunate for him but i mean outside outside of that you know it's like what what else do they really have going for them really right now with this team i could see them doing a little bit better similar to like seeing a 6 or 7 win team but i mean dj moore is going to be your workhorse robbie anderson same Christian McCaffrey, I mean, if you lose him, you've got Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman, but O-line, super young, D-line, so many questions, linebackers, so many questions. There's just so many questions on this team, and Matt Rule is your freaking coach. Yeah, which, I mean, what can you do, man? Fuck. I, I mean, like I said, Matt Rule is, has coached more games than you and I have, which is great, but it's also Matt Rule. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, jumping over to the last team who I have, I can honestly say probably zero fucking hope for with Marcus Mariota leading the him over there, the Atlanta Falcons. So with the Atlanta Falcons, I also don't have too much hope for them. They have had probably the most strange and probably stressful past year, especially with the Calvin Ridley suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, getting Drake London, it's great. Trading up for Drake London while Chris Olave, Jamison Williams are still on the on board. The, yeah. Not as good. Oh, and Garrett Wilson was still on the board too. Yeah. I mean, so, definitely risky. Not the best draft strategy there. I mean, th- you know, they only got him though because they said he's similar to a Julio Jones, which they were like, well, we could just go younger and get a young Julio Jones, quote unquote. Right. So, but, I mean, your, your first is Kadero Hodge is your number one ride receiver on the outside. And on the other side is uh, – De, uh, God, what's his name? De, Demir Bird or some shit? Yeah, Demir Bird and Almeid Zacchaeus. Yeah, I mean, goddamn, man. Like, that's fucking terrible. Uh, Kyle Pitts looked incredible as fucking always. All-world tight end over there. Their O-line is a problem. Yeah, um, with their O-line, they have – really one good consistent player and that's jake matthews and that's being generous because jake matthews is so up and down i was gonna say man at the left tackle spot he's so up and down he's not really reliable so with him and caleb mcgarry up and down chris winstrom could be good but this team once again so many question marks i don't know what it is with you know the nfc south and question marks yeah, I mean, um, Cordero Patterson also is definitely a big question mark, man, because you never know which one you're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, every year they hype him up so much, and every year he's kind of a letdown, dude. Oh, no, 100%. That's how I feel about him, too. I feel like with this, it's definitely something that's up in the air for him. 
But this defense, this defense could be good. I mean, Grady Jarrett is back. He is the leader of that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Deion Jones, still terrific. AJ Terrell, still really good. Isaiah Oliver. Getting Casey Hayward is great as a mentor ship for these this young DB group. Yeah, for Darren Hall, uh, Isaiah Oliver, yeah. He definitely, oh, yeah, absolutely. You need that experience over there. Oh, yeah, I know. And, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that when teams make these signings, they're not just making them because they're running out of options. They're doing it because they know that they can be a leader or a mentor for these younger guys. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a couple of years, though, away from getting their shit together, though. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't expect um, a lot from them this year, man. Like, really. And I, then also, they have, like, the ninth hardest schedule. So, they're going to be in trouble. I, I – Maybe see them fighting their way to maybe five wins if they're lucky. So um, with this team, I can see five or six wins. But I mean, your second game is at LA. Your third game's at Seattle, and there's so many times where you're playing at harder areas. I mean, you're playing at the Bengals, you're playing at the Bucks, and really, aside from that, after a while, it gets a little easier. But yeah, it's gonna be really hard for this team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for them, man. I mean, listen, best of luck to them, but it's it's going to be fucking tough. Uh, all right, jumping on over to the NFC West. West. Yeah, which uh, we'll start off with the ones who are going to be on Hard Knocks in season, the Arizona Cardinals, led by Kyler Murray, the, the big helmeted man himself. Uh, let's be honest, man. They they are always plagued by injuries. They always play so good in the beginning of the year. I mean, last year, you remember in the beginning of the year, everybody was talking about how Kyler Murray could have been the MVP front runner, and then injuries and you know just crazy shit happened to them to where they just fell off a fucking cliff. Uh, they still got JJ Watt over there. They picked up a Marquise Brown from the Ravens, which uh I think is actually going to be really good for them. They're going definitely more for speed, obviously. Uh, they're not going to have Hopkins for a little bit. Nope. Which is going to suck for them. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I have them maybe winning nine, to be honest. I can see them nine, maybe a wild card, but that's tough because this is – they're in the division, which is really good. I mean, yeah. so that's going to be tough. Um, wide receiver – You'll have to see what they do with Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore. I'm excited about Rondale Moore. I think he can take a big step. Tight end, Zach Ertz, still one of the most reliable tight ends out there. O-line is very much still a question for me because, one, I feel like Calvin Beachin is super old and has been playing for, like, 20 years. Yeah. And then you've got DJ Humphreys, who's good, but, you know, he's had some injury issues. Rodney Hudson will be fine. Justin Pugh will be fine. But then you get to that defense. That area that is their best is their defensive backs with Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, Deontay Thompson, Marco Wilson. They're set there. Linebackers is the question. because Yeah, definitely a big big spot they're going to need filled. It's like when they drafted Isaiah Simmons, it's as if they drafted him thinking that they could use him as a hybrid, but you don't do hybrid players in the NFL. You no, either not... play them at safety or linebacker or neither. Yeah. 
they got Zach Ertz over there for their tight end, but he's hurt right now, so don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, Old-ass A.J. Green. Uh, you got that little speedster, Andy Isabella, but he's so small. Uh, J.J. Watt is still hurt. Uh, yeah, man, again, they're they're just another one that I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I think Buda Baker's going to be great, but he's always fucking great. Uh, but the Cardinals, man, they have the second hardest uh, strength of schedule also, man. Like, they're they're going to have to get their fucking shit together, you know? Yeah, I mean, the biggest concern that they've been saying in regards to the Cardinals is that Kyler Murray can't really be trusted because he just wants to play video games. Okay, yeah. well, well, same. I, I like playing video games, but I also know when it's time to work and study, and I guess Kyler does not. Yeah, I mean, you got to gotta get shit done. Um. All right, moving on to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I got them winning like 11 games. They obviously have the hardest fucking schedule in all the NFL. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt Stafford looked all fucking world last year. Sean McVay's back. Aaron Donald's back. Cooper Cup just got an extension. They signed uh, Bobby Wagner and Allen Robinson. Uh, don't know what's going on with OBJ, which, by the way, I thought it was ridiculous that he said he would think about going back to the Giants. What a fucking waste that would be. Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I don't think he's serious. I, and if he is, uh, God help him. Because uh, I literally don't know what the fuck else to say to him. He's busy making TikToks that make zero sense. Yeah. Stop, stop making TikToks, OBJ. Let the podcasters get the clout. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fact, man. They definitely make room for us. But so, I, like I said, I don't really expect a lot from them. You know no, what I mean? I think with this team, you know, they retained a lot of their talent. They retained a lot of their team. I still expect them to be in the playoffs. But this does hinge on Matthew Stafford and if he can still stay healthy. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Cam Akers coming back. You've got some really good wide receivers. You know, Van Jefferson is a great number two, number three. You get yeah. Cooper Cup. You get Allen Robinson, who Allen Robinson is going to have a bit of fresh air there. Yeah. Tyler, got Tyler Higby in that tight end. Yeah. One of the most underrated tight ends out there who can mm. perform. Biggest <laughs> question mark here is going to be Andrew Whitworth, who retired. Who's going to step in? For him there because you have Rob Havenstein and that's kind of it I feel like they lost a lot of their O-line too yeah the strength of this team is going to be their defense because you have Aaron Donald who is an inch shorter than me and is still very scary yeah all fucking world over there oh yeah absolutely I mean let's and be honest like one of the most humble and nice guys I've heard in interviews I was thinking oh my yeah. gosh you are so nice yeah uh, he's number two in the uh, NFL's top 100 players, which I thought that you could have made a case for him being number one. But they gave it to Tom Brady, which I'm not yeah. mad. Uh, they went and picked up Bobby Wagner. He is getting a little bit older, but you definitely need that veteran presence. Because oh, yeah, also, absolutely. they don't have fucking anyone else at the linebacker position. So it'd be interesting to see him covering the middle of the field. And, I mean, just his name will carry some weight. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Leonard Floyd. You got Jalen Ramsey, obviously. Shut down fucking corner over there, who I think honestly right now is probably the greatest cornerback playing in the game. Uh, Troy Hill on the other side of him. Uh, I think their safeties are honestly probably going to be their, like, I don't want to say weak point, but definitely something that can be exposed over the top. But 
like I said, you have to fight off Aaron Donald to be able to let that develop to even get to the safeties. Yeah, and I think the thing here, too, is that when you have Aaron Donald and Sean Robinson, and he's also a Bama guy, that's a big part of it, too. But really, you're right. I mean, with Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller, those are some question marks for that team. Same with Nick Scott. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try and look for some more safeties with their special teams. I know that's a, something we don't usually talk about. They lost Johnny Hecker. No, they did, yeah. Who had been their punter for such a long time. That's a big loss. No, definitely. I mean, listen, he could put the ball exactly where the fuck he wanted to. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, so I think with them, you know, you retained a lot of your staff. Sean McVay's back. Sean McVay is a terrific coach. I still see that this team is going to obviously be a contender and probably be the number one or number two seed. But for this team, it's their defensive backs. Because right now, you have so many questions on the safeties. Yeah. Uh, Another confusing team. Jumping on over, the San Francisco 49ers, man, who just uh, Tuesday, I think, uh, finally reworked Jimmy G's contract, which is insane because he hasn't been going to any practices. He hasn't been in any of the training camp. They've been telling Trey Lance, this is your team. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to think about them, man. That's just going to be so wild, to be honest. Uh, I think if – if they're lucky, they could maybe get to 10 wins. You know what I mean? I mean, you got uh, Kyle Juszczyk, great fucking uh, fullback over there. You got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, oh, George Kittle. Oh, yeah. Spot. I can't believe I forgot about George. Uh, you know, quite possibly they say one of the greatest fucking teammates you could ever ask for. Uh, definitely a lot of O-line problems. They have a lot of O-linemen hurt. Trent Williams apparently has been looking a little gimpy. Uh, their entire right side has not been looking good this year. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, you got Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Samson Ibukum, uh on on the uh, on the line over there. That's definitely going to cause fucking havoc. Their cornerbacks for me are there. Like what I'm worried about, their secondary, because their corners and their safeties They're have hurt. not shown me anything, honestly. They're also hurt. Jimmy Ward's hurt. Jason Verrett's hurt. So, you know, it's really coming down to Traverius Ward, George Odom, Manuel Mosley, and Tarverius Moore. So, yeah. No, oh, I also, forgot about, I also forgot about Fred Warner. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No so, disrespect to Fred Warner. So, I think with this team, um, if you can picture that meme where it's the mom looking in the backseat and saying, why can't you just be normal? And it's the kids screaming. That's yeah. kind of how I picture the San Francisco 49ers because – People wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, and they just said, no, we're going to keep him. So they can't make up their freaking mind. Um, They have a clause in Debo Samuel's contract where they're not going to try and utilize him as a running back. Yeah. And then with this, very soon, you know, Brandon Ayuk is going to get paid because he's been a solid receiver. But it still comes down to their O-line. You lost Alex Mack to retirement. Defense is still going to be good. But the back end is the concern. and But you still have, you know, one of the best kickers in Robbie Gold mm-hmm. and the best punter in Mitch Wisnowski. 
So I'm not worried there. But really, your defensive back is going to be the problem here. And I feel like that's something that you need to really address along with their right side of their O-line. Yeah, because, I mean, god damn, man. Like, I just, I don't, I honestly don't even know how the fuck else to put it. It's just goddamn. That's really the best way to, to put it. Yeah, I, I would say so. Now to go into an even fucking somehow worse team, the worst team, honestly, in this division. We can go ahead and say it. It's going to be fucking tough for them. And I don't honestly see them winning more than four. They might eke out five. The Seattle Seahawks being led by Geno Smith. Yeah. Um, why? Why does Geno Smith still have a job in the NFL? I, I mean, because your other option is Drew Locke. I mean, yeah, honestly. True. Uh, I feel terrible for fucking Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, honestly. Yeah, especially after they just, you know, paid. Yeah, it's, he's going to suck for a few years. They're... They're definitely in full fucking rebuild mode, and it, it's going to be tough. I mean, you got Rashad Penny in the backfield on, behind a terrible fucking O-line, though, who's also hurt, so I don't expect a lot from him. Like I said, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you're being thrown the ball by Geno Smith, and if he doesn't do good, do you really even sit him down for Drew Locke, you know? It's, it's going to be tough. Uh, nobody on their defense really stands out to me. Uh, you got Jamal Adams. Is really their like big name player that's over there, which Jamal Adams isn't the Jamal Adams of old. Nope. So it's 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 gonna be tough. Oh, also Quandre Driggs on the other side, but it's another one that's like you, you don't really know. No, definitely. I still feel like with this that it's definitely they're an interesting case, but there's so many things that you don't have planned because yes you have some great wide receivers yes you have some great dbs but your quarterback is geno smith your o-line has always been a concern that's why russell left and then your defensive line still not the same i mean this isn't legion of boom anymore but it's more like legion of whom yeah and I mean, looking at this, there aren't a lot of big names on their linebackers. And you also lost Bobby Wagner to your division rival. Like, that's a big loss. Which was fucking crazy. I mean, look, their, their linebackers are Cody Barton, Jordan Brooks, uh, Uchenna Nwosu, and Daryl Taylor. It's like, you know, you might as well get a fucking fan from the state. It's going to be 12th man for real. I yeah, mean, these, this doesn't really instill fear into me. No, I mean, there's no one going to face the Seahawks to be like, hey, guys, we should really look out for, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, bro, this is not shit. It's like, hey, guys, let's look out for Cody Barton. Yeah, let's not. I mean, the best they can hope for is like, hey, fucking trap game, maybe. But it's it's not looking good for them, man. It's it's No, it's not. Uh, All right, man, that wraps up the whole NFC, dude. Let's fucking go, dog. We're on a roll here. Yeah, we are. Now we're going to jump on over to the AFC. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> All right, man. So um, jumping on over to the AFC, we're going to go ahead and start at the north. And so nobody thinks that I'm picking favorites. We're going to start with who actually is favored to win that division, which pisses me off more than anything, the Baltimore Ravens. So with the Baltimore Ravens, um, I don't know what the heck they're doing with Lamar. 
um, because I think with him, he obviously is their really only option. But there's so many freaking question marks on this team because looking at this, the only one that they really have that people know is Mark Andrews. They don't have really any wide receivers. Their O-line's pretty good. Their defense could be decent. And I have no idea who half of these running backs are. I mean, I don't know. They, they said they're going back to uh, – to um, shit, what's it called? Uh, they're going back to, like, hard-nosed football where they're just like, we're going to put our fucking hands in the dirt and fucking get it. Like you said, I mean, you got the all-world tight end Mark Andrews over there who's been fucking incredible. Uh, you got Ronnie Stanley on the O-line. Uh, Calais Campbell on the other side, by the way who from all reports from preseason are that he's still fucking wreaking havoc. Uh, safety Marcus Williams and uh, Marlon Humphrey, who also another fucking shutdown. So, uh, oh, and then you got the all-world kicker, Justin Tucker, who broke his own kicking record, and he's got a 70-yard long. Oh, yeah. No, they're set there. I mean, also shout-out to Justin Tucker. He's been a big reason I've won some close fantasy games. Definitely. But, I mean, it's like you said, though, also, my biggest concern is Lamar Jackson. But everything coming out of camp, which, again, I take that shit with a grain of salt, everything coming out of there is saying that he looks like 2019 Lamar. So, you know, MVP season, Lamar Jackson, I I don't know, bro. Like, I I have to see that shit outside of preseason, to be honest, because sometimes he looks so fucking befuddled, man. Like, he's never seen defense before. Yeah, I feel like with Lamar, he's just kind of – it depends on which version of Lamar you're going to get. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, hey, uh, I hope he shows up, honestly, because I I do want the division to be good. But we'll we'll see. That's that's all I can say for them, honestly. We'll see. Which, I mean, let's be honest, that's with most teams, but what, what the fuck can you do? Yeah, um, with this team, I could see them maybe making some noise, but I feel like right now it's going to be hard for them to capture where they were in 2019 because after 2019, they've kind of been on a decline. Yeah, and like I said, man, ever since Lamar's MVP season, they haven't been good, and he has had nowhere near an MVP season after that. Also, though, they have been riddled with injuries, so that does have to be taken into effect. But like you said, their wide receiver core isn't that great. Like no one just stands out to me. But we'll we'll see how they end up showing up. No, hundred percent. Um, I could see I could see eight or nine wins. I I see about the same. Honestly, that's that's about what I have here. Um, their strength of schedule is twenty third. Also, so they also have an easy schedule. Well, relatively easy schedule compared to thirty two teams. But you know, twenty uh, three is definitely on the bottom half. So that will definitely be helping them out. Definitely. But I mean, you know, starting your schedule at New York, the, hosting the Dolphins at New England and then Buffalo, I can see New England being a tough game. Buffalo, get ready. Soon. Not if you believe what's coming out of preseason, you don't believe New England's going to be a tough game. So with Cincinnati, yeah, get ready for that one too. So yeah. I could see it being a little bit of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, they they definitely start off soft. It gets hard in the middle, and they end pretty soft also. So we'll, we'll see. 
we'll, we'll definitely know who they are by like mid-October, I would say. We'll, we'll get a better chance on them. Uh, okay, jumping on over to my team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go ahead and let you start, Jake, because I got a lot to say. So with this team, you guys have one of the best young running backs in the game out of the University of Alabama. Yes, in sir. Najee Harris. So having Najee Harris is going to be a big-time deal for this team. You also have a really good dependable receiver in Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool also going to be good. Does not need to celebrate when y'all still have some time left. Yeah, I'm going to need Maple trying to get a hit out of his ass. Uh, <laughs> Mabel. Pat Fryermouth, wonderful tight end. Still very young, so I see the upside there. O-line. With this team, O-line used to always be a strength. I'm looking for it to be a strength for this team, but I also know that can take some time. This team's strength is going to be their defense because you have one of the best defensive linemen, if not the best, and I'm saying that in regards to Cameron Jordan, and coincidentally, this guy's name is also named Cam, Cam Hayward. Yeah. So having Cam Hayward there, terrific. You have TJ Watt. You got Miles Jack, who is a terrific linebacker. Devin Bush is the question mark. Yeah, I mean, one of them. (laughs) And then you get into your DBs. You got Minka. You got Terrell Edmonds. You're set there. Cam Sutton can depend. Levi Wallace can be a pretty good corner, too. But yeah, right so now... Take so many chances. Yeah, me. so right now, your safeties are set. You got Demonte Casey, but this team needs to focus on really one who's going to play quarterback. Also, why is everyone so obsessed with Kenny Pickett's hands? And no idea. Really, Weird thing. And really, who's going to protect either Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, or, yeah, Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. I'm not even I mean, going to I was going to say, we're not going to throw Mason Rudolph in there. That's disrespectful. No. <laughs> uh, even though, technically, though, Mason Rudolph has been named the backup while Kenny Pickett's the third stringer. But if Mitch Trubisky's doing terrible, Kenny Pickett will definitely get thrown in before Mason Rudolph. Uh, it's already been said Mitch Trubisky's going to be the starter. I'm going to be honest. Uh, if he doesn't perform in the first eight minutes, everybody's going to be calling for his head. So... That's just something he's got to look forward to. I definitely think we should give Mitch Trubisky the year, but I don't think he's going to get it. If he doesn't start off, maybe like, shit, four and one when October fucking starts, you know what I mean? Like, he's he might be fucked. Uh, like you said, Najee Harris, the offense is going to run through him. You know, he looks fucking incredible. Uh, I, thought it was a, I thought it was kind of crazy that he wasn't considered the best running back in the division. They have they gave that to Nick Chubb from the Browns, which I'm not mad at to be honest, because I mean he has been consistent. Uh, like you said, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. It looks like we definitely hit with George Pickens, the receiver out of uh, Georgia. Uh, I'm definitely concerned about the O line. Uh, Chukwuma Okafor did not look good against Aiden Hutchinson, who's a who's a rookie. You know what I mean? Which I mean, don't get me wrong, again, all world rookie, but he did not look good. He looked like. He'd never fucking seen anybody rushing the quarterback ever. So that's definitely a concern for me is the right side. Uh, But like I said, uh, apparently the defense, everything coming out of camp, not only from the coaches, from the media, the beat writers, but anybody that's visited says that this fucking defense 
is all world and is definitely going to be probably top three defense in the league. You got Larry Ogunjobi over there, Cam Hayward, uh, Miles Jack over the middle, TJ Watt coming off the edge, Alex Highsmith on the other side. Uh, like I said, Cam Sutton takes too many chances for me. Uh, Levi Wallace could definitely do something. Akello Witherspoon, uh, he showed me a good couple of flashes in the preseason. Uh, like I said, not worried about Terrell Edmonds or Minka Fitzpatrick. So I'm definitely looking forward to this defense being top three. But like you said, man, listen, MVP Mitch, I'm I'm on the train, dog. I'm on the train for MVP Mitch. Oh, no, 100%. I feel like with him, I could see him definitely doing extremely well there. So I see that he's going to do very well in that system. And besides, you know, you still have one of the best coaches. Yes, Mike Tomlin makes really funny faces, but he's a really good coach. Oh, listen, Mike Tomlin doesn't lose. That's why I'm not I'm not worried whatsoever. Because everybody's like, oh, man, Mike Tomlin's finally going to get his first lose. I said, bullshit. I said, Mike Tomlin does not lose, bro. At all. No, he does not. And, I mean, he's also a very well-respected coach. And he's very composed. I feel like every, every time I hear him talk, I'm just thinking, wow, he's so well-spoken. Oh, no, definitely. Oh, also, uh, Gunnar Olszewski. Yeah, he's fucking incredible. Patriots. Yeah, he, he looked incredible in, in preseason. I liked everything that I saw out of him, to be honest. Um, All right. Now to the Super Bowl losers, which, I mean, hey, it's it's hard enough just to fucking get there. That was not a, a shot at them. But uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, you got fucking Joe Burrow sitting back there. Let's be honest. That's great. Another great wide receiver duo, especially out of the division and quite possibly all of the AFC, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Both of them looked fucking incredible last year. Definitely expect them to take the leap. So we'll, we'll see what happens with there. Uh, they got Alex Kappa on the line, their guard, who was all fucking world last year, looked incredible. Um, oh, who's their fucking linebacker? Uh, Wilson, Logan Wilson. Yes, we a lot of great promise. I definitely expect to see great things out of that young man. Uh, oh, Jesse Bates looks good, but they're going to have a big hole to fill in that tight end spot, man. Losing, um, oh, what's his fucking name? I am so sorry, sir. Oh, CJ Uzama. Yeah, CJ Uzama, thank you. So there is word that they did go out and sign OJ Howard. They They did sign him? That's what I was seeing earlier. It has it might not have been announced, but he was there for a workout, and the plan was that they were leaning towards signing him. Ooh, that's actually a good pickup for them, honestly. So right now with this team, obviously Joe Burrow looks great. I don't see him slowing down. You've got Joe Mixon, Samaje Pirine, a great one-two punch. You have a f- phenomenal two-headed punch with wide receivers, but don't forget Tyler Boyd in the slot. Oh, yeah. Really, I think with this one, it does come down to your tight end. So really what happens there, because right now, I mean, I'm not seeing too, too much from this team. I mean, you have Hayden Hurst, Drew Sample, Devin Asiasi, who was on the Patriots. So tight end's a question mark, but you did beef up that O-line because you got Alex Kappa, Ted Garris, while Collins, you're set there. Yeah. Defensive line, Trey Hendrickson, you got him from the Saints. I don't want to talk about it. 
was <laughs> terrific. Sam Hubbard was great. Uh, DJ Reader. DJ Reader's tremendous. BJ Hill, they're great. Yeah. Linebackers, terrific. But, oh, yeah, Jermaine Pratt. I'm definitely expecting to see great things. Oh, yeah, I know. But then you get to your DBs, and obviously we got to talk about Burnt Toastman himself, Eli Apple. I was going to say Eli Apple, man. Shout out. <laughs> so I don't think there's ever been one player who has played for the New Orleans Saints that is more hated than Eli Apple. Yeah. And I mean, he's – and he's hurt right now too, which does not help his fucking case, man. No. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough, dude. I mean, he always – he's been known to give up a bunch of fucking yards. And then on the other side of him, you got Chidobe Awuzie who's another one that was really a letdown, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely had much higher hopes for him. Yeah, I feel like with this team, and this is, you know, reminiscent of probably the Big Ten or Big 12, you can't give up all those yards and expect your offense to always carry. In the NFL, you have to stop the opposing team it's not the, all right, well, we have the more, an amazing quarterback. He will always score. No, Joe Burrow cannot keep carrying y'all. No, especially because, so interesting stat. Did you know that uh, Joe Burrow, after being pressured, do you know what his, uh, what his QBR is? Isn't it like 60 or like 40? 99.1. What? Every play after getting pressured, 99.1. That means he feeds off that pressure, but... He was the most sacked quarterback last year by a fuck ton. I mean, he got yeah. sacked, what, seven times in the Super Bowl, didn't he? He got sacked. No, that was the thing in the playoffs. He got sacked by the Tennessee Titans, and the Titans still lost that game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy, honestly. But, I mean. I see them still potentially being the top seed in the AFC North. But I think with this, you need to find a way to protect Joe Burrow. Because, remember, he still has that bad knee. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, for me, I have them going second, depending on how, uh, uh, what's his goddamn name? Depending how Lamar Jackson looks, depending right. on the, the Lamar Jackson looks, it'll be interesting to see. But we'll we'll see what's going on there. Uh, now, the most controversial team in the AFC North, especially at quarterback, the Cleveland. I didn't realize it would be so possible to feel sorry for a team, but also hate a team so much this offseason. Yeah. So with this team, obviously they made one of the craziest signings, trades, whatever you want to call it for Deshaun Watson, who... Still gets to play. That's another story. But after eleven games, yeah. After eleven games, um, with this team, I hate to say it, but you know they're going back to being the joke of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, listen. First off, you got Jake Brisket as your fucking quarterback. You know what I mean? Oh, Jacoby Brissett coming out of the Colts, where he couldn't hack it behind Carson Wentz for God's sake. Uh. Outside of Nick Chubb, I mean, who the fuck else is he going to throw to? You picked uh, up Amari Cooper, yeah. who is great. But after that, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell. Yeah, a rookie. And then your tight end is David Njoku, who shows flashes, but that's kind of it. 
and then you get yeah. to your O-line. Your O-line's good. You have a good O-line. Well, I don't know, because last year they really took a drop-off, man. And uh, you got Wy- uh, Wyatt Teller, their, their uh, right guard. He's hurt right now, too. So they're saying that he's looking iffy right now on his ankle. So, I mean, but you do have J- uh, Jedrick Wells and Joel Batonio on yeah. the left side. But your left side's good. It's that right side that's a problem. Because Jack Conklin also, you never know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, ever since he left uh, the Titans, it's always been a question mark. And then you get yeah. to the defense, and the defense, I, I don't know what to think of this defense. I mean, you've got, I mean, you got Miles Garrett. You got Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, so you're good there. Yeah, on your edge. Superstar Isaac Rochelle. Mm. Um, Chase Winovich, who you traded for. And then you get to your linebackers and your DBs. Linebackers, I don't know who most of you people are except Jeremiah Owusu, Koromoa. Everybody's going to throw over the middle on them all year because their linebackers are nobodies and they look terrible in preseason. And then with your DBs, you have some pretty good DBs. You got Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit. Green Williams, Denzel Ward, yes. And Denzel Ward is probably one of the best young corners out there. Yeah. Greedy Williams has been hurt. Grant Delpit's been hurt. Ronnie Harrison is a lot like Cam Chancellor, so every time I see him tackle, I get nervous. I mean, Greg, he's he's hurt right now. He fucking hurt oof, himself in training camp. Yeah, I did not know that. And then Greg yeah. Newsom. And Greg Newsom can be decent, too. So it's really that with this team, they could be good, but most of the fans are rooting for them to not be good. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're a Browns fan right now, you kind of just want to get the get the year over with, honestly, and kind of hope that this Deshaun Watson thing just kind of gets buried. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Corey Bajorquez. Oh, yeah. Punters are people, too. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, I definitely like Corey Bajorquez, though. He's definitely one of my favorites. But, yeah, man, I, I honestly don't see a lot for them, if I'm being real. No, I don't either. I, I don't see a lot. I could see them, you know, repeating their old ways. Yeah. I, I definitely see a lot of uh, splashes of the old. But I, I have them going dead last in the AFC North, honestly. Oh, I people too. think that I'm a hater for that because they're like, no, Pittsburgh's going to be last. I was like, listen, we show better splashes than they do. And our defense, I think, can carry us farther than theirs can. Oh, no, 100%. I feel like with the Cleveland Browns, no, I, I can see them being the joke of the AFC again. And, yeah, I mean, look. Oh, shout out to Nick Chubb also. It's got to be a Nick Chubb. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with this, you know, this is what people, like, need to see. I mean, are we going to root for this team? No, absolutely not. I mean, I feel like the city of Cleveland has gone through enough, and now they're going through some awful shit right now with this. I mean, you put this with, all right, not only did we let LeBron leave twice, but now we brought in a rapist. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's they cannot catch a fucking break, honestly. No, not. Uh, all right. That wraps up the AFC North. And moving on to another controversial – uh, situation there. Um, let's start with the favorited Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. Man, they're the favorite coming out of out of the entire AFC. Which, I mean, how could they not? You got fucking Josh Allen over there, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, uh, Dawson Knox, all world fucking tight end over there, man. Um, 
Deion Dawkins on that O-line looking fucking ridiculous. Von Miller coming off the edge at you. Ed Oliver on the inside. Tremaine Edmonds covering the middle. Uh, Matt Milano, uh, all-world linebacker. Uh, Micah Hyde back there at safety. You got Tredavious White and uh, uh, Jordan Poyer, which I'm going to be I think that it was kind of disrespectful that neither one of them made it to the uh, the all-star team. Yeah, um, well, actually with this too, Tredavious White is on the pup list to start the year, so we got to yeah. make sure that he'll be okay. Um, this offense is solid. Biggest question mark has to be running back. Yeah, um, I was going to say Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is decent, but can also trend to mediocre. And yeah. you don't really have too many people behind him. I could see James Cook maybe be doing something special. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't expect anything from Zach Moss, honestly. He looked no. the par. I look to see a big leap for Gabriel Davis. He had that terrific playoff game. I think he will be terrific. Take the load off of Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. will still be all world. Same with Dawson Knox. Yeah. This O-line is going to be – Terrific. I mean, you've got Deion Dawkins, you've got Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse is a terrific center. Oh, great. very oh, underrated. Oh, very underrated. Oh, my gosh. So underrated. Yeah. You get to your D line, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Jordan Phillips, all terrific. Shaq Lawson can show flashes, but really it's these linebackers and their DBs. You know, having Tremaine Endens, Matt Milano, Von Miller. All terrific, all athletic, and they're going to learn some stuff from Von Miller too. And then, oh, with, definitely with your DBs getting Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, that's going to be great. Still need to monitor the status of Tredavious White. And then you look at your corners. You just got Kair Elam, and then you also have Teron Johnson. So I could see this team still being good, but the corner status with Tredavious White is a concern because he is your leader on the back end. And I'm not trying to say that to ruffle Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer's feathers. Yeah. But I think with this, you know, that would be a big loss to lose him this early on. Yeah. Also, uh, their punter situation. Sam Martin? No. Uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the, the gentleman who just had those accusations brought Oh, again. yes. Well, they yeah. released him, which is good, but still. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy, dude. I mean, the accusations coming out against that young man, that shit is wild, son, honestly. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, if, if he's guilty, I mean, I hope justice is brought to that, to him. And if he's innocent, I mean, hey, I hope that somebody gives that young man a chance. But that that's fucking nuts. Oh, no, 100% uh, agree on that. Yeah. Uh, okay, jumping over to a dynasty who now is seeming, from everything coming out of preseason, in fucking turmoil and having a very hard time picking up this new offensive scheme, the New England Patriots. So with the Patriots, and I'm a huge Mac Jones fan. He was actually, fun fact, one of my classmates at Alabama. Very oh, nice, nice. guy. Um, real tight to that. With this team... Yes, they have Bill Belichick. Yes, they got into the playoffs after a down year in 2020. But they don't have an offensive coordinator named. 
And right now, it looks like they don't really know what they're doing. So yeah, they're not up the zone power at all, man. Yeah. Um. With this, they have a terrific, you know, skill players. You know, they've got Damian Harris. Yeah. They got Ramondre Stevenson. So those two are going to be terrific. You've got two amazing tight ends, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Really love oh, yeah. Johnny Smith to take the next step there. Trading for Devontae Parker. Have Kendrick Bourne, one of the more underrated wide receivers. Same as Jacoby Myers. Nelson Aguilar, the king of drops. Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> and then you get to your O-line, and even though they traded away Shaq Mason, they still have some really good players. You were yeah, I mean, Andrews, another underrated. What is it with the AFC and having underrated centers? I don't know, man. I think it's also because we have such good D-lines in the AFC that they're rated lower than they should be, I think. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I don't think that they actually understand how hard it is to block motherfuckers like Cam Hayward, like fucking uh, – oh, god damn it. I was just thinking of his name right now. Uh, 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 oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Ed Oliver – you know, yes. like those inside guys, like, I don't think they understand how hard it is for the centers to actually, like, block those guys consistently. No, absolutely. You got David Andrews. You got Michael Owenu, who is terrific. Trent yeah. Brown can be – it depends. Isaiah Wen depends. Cole Strange. Cole really. Strange? You're telling me you're not on a Cole Strange train, Jake? Uh, I, I am, but it was still really weird, but very <laughs> standard of them to get him in the yeah. first round. Uh, I'm concerned is their entire defense, honestly. I don't see anybody that just like sticks out to me like that. Uh, with the exception no. of Matthew Judon. I was about to say, with the exception of Matt Judon and uh an aging Devin McCourty. Yeah, um looking at this team right now, I can really see that it's Matthew Judon. They traded for Mac Wilson. So yeah, but I mean right Oh, Jabril now, Peppers. I forgot they got Jabril Peppers yeah, over there. They did get Jabril Peppers. Adrian Phillips. So They've got some pretty good DBs, and Devin McCourty's not slowing down. But right now, it's just like, this is a team where no one really knows what to expect. I could see them, their high is getting into the playoffs. Their low is having a rebuilding year, and then who knows, I could literally see them in 2023 winning the Super Bowl because it's happened before, and I feel like it's the same script. Um, Still, with their special teams, one of the best kickers, Nick Folk, who... Still looks amazing. Um, Folk legend. Nick Folk legend. And really right now, it's just trying to see what this defense can do because you've lost a lot of players on this defense. You know, there's no more Dante Howard, Hightower. There's no Kyle Van Noy. Um, seconds, Jake. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, you don't also have – majority of your corners so i think with this team i can see them maybe being second third place but i see that they have a lower downside than higher upside yeah uh all right moving on to a, another big question mark who on paper they should be way better than i'm giving them credit for but because of their quarterback position the miami dolphins uh so with the dolphins i'm a big Tua fan I don't know why people give him so much crap, but with Tua, they upgraded his weapons. They brought in Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddell has one of the best celebrations ever, also went to Alabama. So I can see some excitement there. Question marks really do come from the running backs because they decided to 
get people from the NFC West with Raheem yeah. Mostert and Chase Edmonds. Yep. Tight end, Mike Isecki, underrated but very reliable. Offensive yeah. line, nobody talked to me because they stole Teron Armstead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really right now, we need to focus on Tua if he takes that next step. This defense is also pretty young. So I don't yeah. know what to expect from there. But they showed things last year, but now they lost Beeflo, you know, a great defensive mind. Yeah. Steelers. So we'll see. I want to see what Emmanuel Ogba does. I'm looking forward to him. Uh Melvin Ingram also came from the Steelers. So we'll see how that goes. Uh I love Xavier Howard. I'm gonna be honest. I'm definitely a big Xavier Howard uh preacher over here. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, you got Noah. Igben Nagabi, Javon Holland, who they're really excited about. Mm-hmm. So with this team, I could see them maybe eight or nine games, but I also know that with them, you know, they have a new coach, and I'm excited for Mike McDaniel, but I also can see that he really is going to have some struggles because it happens in the first I mean, listen, they they also picked up Tyreek Hill in the offseason from the Chiefs. Um, who I'm going to be honest, already he's kind of covering a little bit for Tua Tungvaloa. I, I don't hate the young man, but I do think that maybe he was overhyped coming into the draft or there were already a lot of questions about him. You know what I mean? The, it is what it is. So this is his prove-it year. It's time to put up or fucking shut up. Also, by the way, I forgot Byron. I forgot about him too. Yeah, I forgot about Byron Jones. Incredible. But, um, yeah, but I, I, I want to see him take the next step. But uh, apparently the last preseason game, he threw a ball to basically Tyreek Hill's shoelaces that he had to come back and grab, which, you know, the speed of Tyreek Hill covers for a lot of mistakes. Uh, last 30 seconds, Jake. I think with this team, there is some excitement, but we have to wait and see. We can't hide them up too much. Still a very young team. I can see them making some noise in the AFC. But they also are starting off the season at Baltimore, then hosting the Bills, and then going to Cincinnati. So I could see this team either upside starting two and two, downside starting one and three. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for them. Uh, now the worst team in that division, where there's a lot of questions, especially right now with injuries at quarterback position, the New York Jets. You got Joey Footsteps Flacco back there who's going to start the year because Zach Wilson is hurt. Zach Wilson needs to take the leap this year, man, honestly, and he needs to try to stay healthy. Uh, I mean, they've got fucking nobody of running backs. You got Brees Hall and Michael Carter. He's not throwing to anybody either. I mean, you got Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, the rookie. Yeah, I was going to say, Garrett Wilson's the young promise, but I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Tyler Conklin at tight end. Yeah, you don't really have too, too much there. It's, oh, they got C.J. Uzama. I forgot. They did, they pick- did get C.J. Uzama. With a team that had such a dynamic first round, it still didn't save them from all the struggles that they had. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. They, they should be so much better on paper than they thought. Yeah, um, with this, I mean, you know, it's a team where – you just kind of have to look at it and say, what are y'all doing? Um, a lot of names that people don't know, as bad as it sounds, I mean, I can see them having another losing record. Um, 
because right now I'm not seeing anything exciting about this team. Yeah. I don't think we've seen anything exciting from this team since really 2015. Yeah, I mean, listen, minus the good couple of sparks that they have on defense, which apparently I've been hearing great things out of preseason from Sauce Gardner, C.J. Mosley, uh, Quan Alexander. Uh, Quinn Williams looks apparently still amazing coming off the fucking line. Uh, uh, I've heard good things about LaMarcus Joyner, that that uh, free safety they got. I've been hearing really good things about him, but yeah, I'm also him. really like not deep at that position. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think you have to say good things about him, honestly. Yeah, so I think with this one, it really just kind of depends. I mean, I can see Robert Sala doing a great job, but also I know that people in New York are not happy, and they are probably some of the hardest critics out there. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, because they've had just such shit for a long time. I mean, it's it's hard to do worse than last year. So I mean. You know, you can only go up from here. But I definitely think you need to give um, give the head coach another year. Uh, Robert Sala, I think he definitely needs another year, man. Because right now, I mean, like I said, I don't, I, I, I think they could do some good things. Like I said, Sauce Gardner apparently is a fucking guy from all accounts that I've been hearing, which I was also a big fan of him coming out of college. So, oh, also they got Greg the Leg Zerloin. Can't forget about him. Oh, uh, yes. So, I, I don't know, man. But uh, Their quarterback position is just really the biggest question mark for me, man, where they they have to take the fucking leap because it's not going to be with Joey Footsteps Flacco. And, like I said, I, I need to see something out of Zach Wilson before I just fucking give him anything. Oh, I also forgot about uh, Elijah Moore. Also. Well, he was hurt last year, so I'm looking to see really what happens with him or how he takes the next step. Yeah, because the year before that, he was looking really good. So, I'm having high expectations for him. So, we'll see if he lets me down. <laughs> <laughs> Which, usually, I'm going to be honest, coming out of the, the Jets, not that hard to let to let me down, if we're being honest about it. No, no, agree. Yeah. All right, jumping on over to my home team and my home uh, division, the AFC South. Let's uh, fuck, dude. I don't even know what to say. Like, let's just jump into it. I guess let's start at the top. Uh, the Colts. I think it's their division to lose. If I'm being honest, which let's be honest, they have been known to fucking choke. It's not gonna be anything new. Everybody's saying that Matt Ryan's over there transforming the fucking offense. Which, I mean, I don't know. Is he is he gonna be Matty Ice again? I don't know. Definitely one, two good punch over there with their running backs. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looks incredible. You got Naheem Hines to where they were able to get rid of, you know, fucking, uh, God, who's their third string running back? Who's also incredible? Uh, uh, let's see. Who was there? Marlon Mack, but he's gone. Oh, that's who it is. Marlon Mack. They were able to get rid of him. But like I said, you got Jonathan Taylor as your number one and Naheem Hines is your number two. So, I mean, that's a great one, two punch. Uh, their wide receivers did good last year. You got Michael Pittman, uh, Paris Campbell. After that, it's kind of some nobodies, if we're being honest. Uh, let's see. Not looking forward to Moali Cox. No. Quentin Nelson, all God. Fucking left guard. 
Uh, Ryan Kelly's hurt right now. Also another underrated uh, center coming out of the AFC. But he's hurt, so we'll see what's going on. I don't have big expectations for Danny Pinter sitting behind him, but we shall see. Uh, D-line looks incredible still. You got Yannick Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, uh, Grover Stewart. Uh, Shaq Leonard's hurt right now, unfortunately, for their linebacker position. But uh, you got Stephon Gilmore, big name at cornerback. Uh, their safeties look like shit. I'm going to be honest. I'm not looking yeah, forward to no, play. not the best safeties. Um, really, with this team, um, it sucks because they gave up so much for Carson Wentz, and obviously that yeah. failed. Um, you get Matt Ryan, which is good. You have he's the craziest part is though that Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in that division. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, and I feel like that's not saying much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of competition, but that's not not similar. not really. Um, running backs, great one-two punch with Naheem Hines and JT. O line, terrific O line. I mean, Braden Smith is terrific. Quentin Nelson, terrific. Oh, Ryan yeah. Kelly, Braden Smith. Yeah, I know. Uh, he's so great. I'm so um, sorry. Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly, um, better, but still, once again, another underrated center throughout the AFC. Yeah. This defense. This is a pretty good defense. Yeah. You know, Quiddy Pay is looking oh, like. Oh, yeah. Quiddy Pay. They got Yannick Ngakwe. And Yannick Ngakwe, while he has kind of had some downward spiral, he's still really good. You got Buckner, like you had said. Mm-hmm. You got Shaq Leonard, one of the best linebackers out there. Bobby Okereke, who, terrific, still young linebacker. You get to your safeties, though. And I'm sorry, but. I mean, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, and one of their strong safeties, his name is in red. That means they have nothing on this guy. Yeah. Uh, is it Julian Blackman? Uh, no, it's Trevor Donbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Apparently, I've heard great things about Julian Blackman coming out this preseason, but uh, we'll just have to see for him. Um, but I mean, Don the FC South, like, they're like, oh, he's the best safety, uh, minus Kevin Bayard, obviously. But yeah, they're not like, really saying much. Exactly. I'm like, bro, who's your competition? Like, we'll, we'll see. Uh, with this team, potential wild card spot, great head coach, great front office, but there's still some question marks on their DBs. So I wouldn't be surprised if they take a little bit of a step back. I can still see them eight, nine, maybe ten wins. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's theirs to lose, honestly, man. I mean, I uh, they, they literally have to fuck this up themselves. I, yeah, there's no other I mean, way to put it. They like, have to fuck it up themselves. Like, the ghost of Peyton Manning, even though Peyton's still very much alive and still being wonderful, Peyton would probably have to go go into the Colts, I guess, locker room and do something that he knows is going to fuck it up because he had a bet with Eli. Yeah. Um. All right, jumping on to the only person that I think would give them any sort of competition, the Tennessee Titans. The Ryan Tannehill-led Tennessee Titans, who also, by the way, apparently I'm so glad that the Steelers did not take Malik Willis because I've heard terrible things coming out of camp from him. Terrible. Uh, you obviously got the King, Derek fucking Henry back there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all fucking world running back back there. Uh, who else do they fucking have, man? Um, what is his fucking name? Uh, the, the, the O-line. Uh, oh, Taylor Decker. I mean, Taylor Lewan. 
Taylor Dewan. Yes, thank you. Holy shit, I could not think of his name. Taylor Dewan, all fucking God left guard. Uh, you got Jeffrey Simmons on the inside. Um, oh, Harold Landry was looking good off the edge this year. Zach Cunningham at the linebacker position. Uh, their defensive backfield, again, comparatively, you got the best safety, Kevin Bayard, which, again, isn't saying a lot comparatively. Uh, Christian Fulton, I've heard great things from their uh, coming out of camp for their, their corner over there. And then past that, man, like, who the fuck else do you got? Oh, they picked up Bud Dupree, who I, I hope and wish him nothing but the best. But he also kind of takes a lot of risks sometimes, and he loses more than he should, honestly. Yeah, um, I think with this one, it definitely does kind of depend with this team. I mean, you've got some good, you've got some excitement, but you traded away A.J. Brown, and now you don't really have anyone to throw to. For an A.J. Brown-like wide receiver in Traylon Burks, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, still got a pretty decent O-line. Um, defense can be good. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons has shown promise. Danico Autry's good. Oh, I also um, forgot the Austin Hooper. Yes, but... Uh, and then you have some good linebackers. You have one of the best safeties in the AFC. But really with this team, there's so many missing pieces that... I could see them still rebuilding, and I feel like, as bad as it sounds, I could see Mike Vrabel being on the hot seat. You think? I mean, if I see, you know, the inconsistencies, I can see it. I can 100% kind of see something going from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, especially from where he started to where he's at now, it definitely seemed like he was turning them around and then fucking just, again, shit just kind of imploded, honestly. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. Uh, now moving on to the two worst teams in that division, which listen, let's just power through this, my guy, but we'll get it done. There's not a lot good to say, but we'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars who people sucking off Trevor Lawrence, uh, all accounts. They say he looks good in preseason again, taking that with a grain of salt. Uh, they got Christian Kirk, great wide receiver over there. Overpaid. Oh, bold take there. No, they they paid so much for him though. That oh no, definitely overpaid. Definitely overpaid. Uh, running backs James Robinson is hurt, which sucks because you got now you got to start with Travis Etienne, who again doesn't really show a lot. Yeah, I'll Christian Kirk for their wide receiver group. You really don't have anybody. Yeah, Marvin Jones. Marvin, I was gonna say you have an aging Marvin Jones, and then behind him you have two other Jones, Zay and Tim. I mean, it's like what? Uh, Evan Ingram at the tight end spot who shows flashes, but honestly doesn't show a lot. Um, This O-line is honestly not that fucking good. Uh, yeah, I mean, with this O-line, I mean, Cam Robinson, another Alabama player, can be decent. You got Brandon Scherf. Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor. So you got some decency there, but it's about consistency. D-line, yeah. not really seeing too much there. Linebackers, you got Josh Allen who's a terrific linebacker. Trayvon got, Walker. Yeah, you got Trayvon Walker. You got Devin Lloyd. And then you get to your DBs, and you got Shaq Griffin. Who's hurt right now, by the yeah. way. And so you're not really seeing much there. Yeah. Um, Don't see safeties. And then 
I don't even know who your kicker is. Who, who's Riley Patterson? <laughs> only God knows. Honestly. Like, not even to talk shit. Only God knows. I literally don't know anything about him. I, no, I, no. Um, this is uh, – yeah, I mean, look, Doug Peterson has shown to be a decent coach, but I don't think um, – with this, you know, the future looks good for this team. I mean, maybe they'll prove me wrong, but right now I'm not seeing too much excitement. I mean, I think it's another rebuilding year for them. Yeah. Oh, Brandon Scherf, their guard does look good, though. Oh, I'll, yeah. Brandon Scherf, I forgot to mention him. Uh, I need Darius Williams to take a step, man, honestly. That's kind of how I feel about Kayvon Chason. I could see him, you know, stepping up, too. But I need to see it. I mean, I feel like he and Josh Allen could be a dynamic duo. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville does have a good punter, though. I don't know who their kicker is, but their punter, Logan Cook. Logan Cook is a good one. Yeah, he's good. Also, their uh, their runner, their returner, uh, Jamal Agnew, took a step back last year. But over the past five years, he's showed us enough consistency where I think that he'll be okay, if I'm being honest. I know. I got to agree with you on that. Uh, now, moving on to who I think will come in last place. And since Tommy's not going to defend it, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, let's be honest, man. Listen, don't get me wrong. Houston shows good flashes, okay? They they definitely have some things to be proud of. Damian Pierce, great fucking pickup, man. That kid looks like he's going to be all fucking world at the running back position. Now, that being said, your number one receiver is Brandon Cooks. And after that, Philip Dorsett. Huh? Philip Dorsett's your number two. He should be, but they have Nico Collins listed as their number two, which I was like, what? Exactly, bro. Thank you. Thank you. You know what's crazy? They have Philip Dorsett uh, as fifth. Apparently, he was outperformed. Like, apparently, Philip Dorsett did not look good. Uh, Oh, your two tackles are definitely something to be proud of. Laramie Tunsil and uh, Charlie Heck looked incredible in the preseason. Also, you played them a bunch of fucking money. They better look great. Oh, yeah. Um, D-line, Jerry Hughes, underrated yeah. signing. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Mario Addison is a good one. You yeah. get to your linebackers. Christian Kirksey, good pickup. Oh, great pickup on that one. Um, uh, Yeah, terrific pick on, on that. You get Christian your... Harris is hurt, unfortunately, for them. Yeah. Uh... He showed some good signs and then just, I don't know, he's going to come back. Apparently, Derek Stingley, though. He's looked incredible during this preseason, and he's really fitting in that that offensive scheme. Oh, they, they need that. They need Derek Stingley because, I mean, your other corners are Desmond King, who's good, but he is a little small. Steven Nelson. He, Steven another... Nelson, Tremont Smith, and uh, Tavier Thomas. So I, I feel like with this, you know, there are some question marks there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously my prayers go out to John Mechie, who was just diagnosed with cancer um and but i mean all of the texans are supporting him really also very random coaching hire to bring in lovey smith yeah i mean that's honestly strange to me if i'm being real about it yeah um I, i don't know what they thought that but i mean do what you want Houston. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they have good flashes, man, but it's <sighs> I think they're a couple years away from being a couple years away, as everybody says every year. But you know what? 
what the fuck can you do? Honestly, no, a hundred percent. Um. All right, man. Here we are on the home stretch, brother. The AFC West, arguably, gonna be the hardest. Actually, you know what? It's not arguable. The hardest division in fucking football. Oh, the 100%. AFC West. And we're gonna go ahead and start with the favorites. Who everybody always says the Chiefs gonna chief the Kansas City Chiefs, brother. Let's go ahead and start there. So with this team, obviously losing Tyreek is gonna be hard, but. You still have Miko Hardman and Travis Kelsey. So think also back. Smith and MVS apparently have been looking incredible in that scheme. Really? Well, I need yeah. to you do not, you know, dance on people's logos and team up with Jackson Mahomes in a TikTok. Yeah, I mean. And then we'll go from there. So yeah. with this, I can still see the AFC West running through Kansas City. Because you still got Patrick Mahomes, you still Got a dynamic runner and quite Edwards layer, but he did take a step back. So oh, no, keep a look on him. Uh, Joe Thune and Trey Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, o line. Uh, yeah. Creed Humphrey. Apparently, Another that O-line. underrated center. <laughs> what was that? Another underrated center in the ASD. Oh, yeah. What? Creed Humphrey, bro? <sighs> he's so fucking underrated, but he's great, especially with. Uh, Thune and uh, Smith on his side. Oh, 100%. Like, that inside is stiff as fuck. It's really the other tackle aside from... Well, actually, no. Orlando Brown has been a question mark, too. Yeah. Uh, For their defensive front, by the way, you got Chris Jones and Nick Bolton looking incredible. As far as their, like, uh, inside defensive line goes, Chris Jones has been showing great fucking things. Not surprised. He's always been consistent and dominant. Frank Clark, even though he's getting a little bit older, still playing very terrific. Linebackers might be a bit of a question because I don't know who any of these guys are. I'm not expecting a lot from Nick Bolton or Willie Gay. And I don't know who the fuck Leo Chanel is. Yeah, or Darius Harris. Defensive back, you took a huge hit with your defensive back, because not only did you lose Honey Badger, you lost Daniel Sorensen. So you have to basically rebuild your defensive back. And I mean, listen, apparently Justin Reed looks incredible over there at strong safety pickup from the Texans. Apparently he's looking really good in their system. You got Legereus Sneed. Outside of them, honestly, though, I don't really see a lot for their secondary. Yeah, Rashad Fenton. uh... Trent McDuffie's hurt. Um... Who else did they got over there? Dion Bush. Uh, yeah, no, who's that guy in front of Dion Bush, though? Uh, oh, Thornhill. Thornhill. Oh, yeah, Juan, Horn- Juan Thornhill. Yeah, he's looking pretty okay. I'm not but gonna it also does help that you have a dynamic special teams. You know, Harrison Bucker, Tommy Townsend. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, here's the Bucker, one of the best kickers out there. But still, I think with this, defense is definitely a concern. Um, and I think looking at this, it's um, something that they need to kind of get sorted out. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, again, for the division you're fucking in, man, you can't afford to be fucking up. Oh, no, absolutely not. You, you cannot. Because speaking of another fucking powerhouse that's coming out of there, the Los Angeles Chargers, who basically stay in the fucking – Rams basement. Let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, um, they definitely got the short end of the stick. Also, shout out to 
Justin Herbert for, you know, always saving me in fantasy football. I'm really excited about this team because no. not only do you have Justin Herbert trending upward, Austin Eckler trending upward, but, you know, Keenan Allen finally has a good quarterback to throw to him. Yes. Listen, man. Also, another great one-two punch in the AFC, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Oh, absolutely. It's so crazy to think that Mike Williams isn't the number one receiver. No, this is Keenan Allen's team. Yeah. And then you look at this O-line, too. Shout out Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater. Shout out Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. One of the best young tackles out there. You yes. got Corey Lentz. Once, oh, my gosh. Okay, we have got to write something or reach out to the NFL and just say, hey, recognize your centers from the AFC. Seriously, Corey Lindsley, man. Corey Lindsley. Slept on. Slept and on. And then you've got, you know, his backup is Will Clapp, and he's a pretty decent backup, too. Yeah. So, but then with this team, the excitement is going to be your defense, especially when you get to Morgan Fox, Joey Bosa, you get Khalil Mack. Uh, oh, Sebastian Joseph Day. Oh, yeah. Let's not, let's not forget him now. No, no. Um, Austin Johnson. Great interior defensive lineman. And then you get Kyle Van Noy. And then with your DBs, you get one of the top free agents in J.C. Jackson, pairing yes. with Derwin James. Great pickup. The only thing, again, that I hate about Derwin James, which, I mean, it's not really his fault, but it, injuries, man. He's always plagued with such big injuries. Yeah, uh, that's kind of that's got to be a concern there, too. And then you look at – you've got Asante Samuel Jr. Um, you've got Bryce Callahan. They're pretty decent. And then yeah. you get to their special teams. And I got to start off with one of the best punters um, from Alabama history, J.K. Scott. He's finally yeah. getting his shot to be a punter. Screw you, Green Bay, for thinking he wasn't it, but he gets his shot now. Yeah. By the way, speaking of their special teams, DeAndre Carter, man. Oh, yeah. Best kick return season last, uh, last year. Like, incredible. He, if he I did have to raise kick returners, well, no, Olszewski's a punt returner. But still, I yeah. mean, Olszewski, Carter, Agnew, definitely top three. Yeah. No, de- definitely, definitely, definitely. So with this team, I can very much see them also competing with Kansas City. And I can see them being, you know, top teams. But yeah. also, I'm looking for them to get over that hump because they started out strong, but they struggle. So making sure that they stay consistent. Yeah, no, that's – I mean, I couldn't have honestly said it even better myself. Now, going to the Russell Wilson-led, who people have been saying forever, are a quarterback away from being champions – the Denver Broncos. Broncos country. Well, that's right. We ride. <laughs> that is the most cringy thing out there. And it's way through everything else. And I don't even think Russell Wilson was aware. But no, I mean, with this, you get a dynamic quarterback in Russell Wilson to pair with some of your top young receivers. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. You uh, there. You know, we're thinking of you, Tim Patrick. That was a big loss. That's a really big loss to lose Tim Patrick. um, Because I know that with these receivers, they have struggled. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, great one-two punch. And then with this team, I mean, they are a good offensive team. But with their O-line, there are some questions there. 
Uh, I mean, listen, Garrett Bowles is definitely a standout, but other than that, I honestly don't. Yeah, see. you don't really have much. I mean, you got Dalton Reisner, who's pretty decent. Yeah. But that's kind of the defensive linemen. I have no idea who half these people are. Look at their linebackers. I really want to see Bradley Chubb and Joe yeah. Jewell um, continue to improve. I can see them doing really well there. DBs, Kareem Jackson. Another Patrick under- Payne, how about the year he had last year? Oh, man? yeah, I know. And then Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties out there. Patrick Sertan. Yeah, Patrick Sertan. Yeah, Patrick Sertan. Can't, can't ever forget Patrick Sertan. No, 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 absolutely not. So I feel like you've got some all-stars on this defense. But right now, your biggest question marks are O-line, D-line, and other people on your linebackers, too, because you have to have some help. Aside from Bradley Chubb, yeah. Um, uh, all right, man. Now to finish off in a dark hole, <laughs> um, you know what I mean. I mean, listen, I don't expect a lot of them, especially right now since they're kind of gutting everything from the last uh, regime, quote unquote. The uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Who it's still weird to say. Game. It doesn't feel right to say Las Vegas Raiders. I know it, it sounds it sounded weird coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, they up Devontae Adams. Great fucking pickup for them. I mean, you got Derek Carr, who's consistent, at least. Uh, you got Hunter Renfro. Uh, great tight end with Darren Waller. He's a little banged up right now, but I think he's good to go for week one. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who they did not pick up his fifth-year option, which I nope. thought was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, not really a lot good coming, honestly, from their uh, from their O line. No, not really. One really stands out. You could say uh, Colton Miller, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, coming off that D line, though, you got Max Crosby looking like a fucking train over there. Uh, Chandler Jones. Yeah, that was a big signing, getting Chandler Jones. Yeah, you definitely need that veteran presence over there. Uh, Jonathan Hankins. Yeah, Jonathan Hankins, good pickup on that one. Uh, linebackers, you got Denzel Perryman. Outside of that, I don't... Yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, you get to your DBs. Um, my biggest question mark here, Jonathan Abram. Um, I know that he was hurt his first year. He came back a little bit better. Looking for him to take the next step. Anthony Averett, good corner. Um, so looking to see how he does. Deron Harmon, great team. Nobody really stands out for me on their on their secondary, honestly. Yeah, um, I mean... Like, it's going to blow me away. Yeah, no one really right now. Um, like, yeah. you know, I mean, Carl Jonathan, Wilson's not there. he hurt himself early last year, so it's kind of hard to tell, but he also takes a lot of risks. But I'll be interested to see how he looks. I, I was a fan of his last year, so I'll see. Especially after watching him on Hard Knocks, I just kind of like him as a, as a dude. But um, also, by the way, another great punter coming out the AFC, AJ, AJ Cole. Cole. Yep. AJ Cole. And then another great kicker, Daniel Carlson. Yeah. Even though he went to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also you got Josh McDaniels as your coach. And I feel like with this, you kind of have to see what happens. Because the last time he was in this division, it was a shit show. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I don't think they have any sort of fucking chance in their division, but I mean, it's football, man. Any given Sunday, you know? Oh no, absolutely. Um, I'm excited. I think 
we're in for a lot of treats. I'm excited to hear Scott Hansen announce seven hours commercial free football. Um, but my biggest takeaway for these teams right now is a lot of them are playoffs or bust or not. And honestly, I don't know who I have winning the Super Bowl yet. I mean, you think it's too early to decide? I think so. I mean, like I said, I like um, uh, I, I like the Bills. I think to, to me, the Bills are the, are the favorite, and uh, I, I think they're going to kind of just run through it, man, on the AFC side. The NFC, like I said, it, it's too early to tell for me on the NFC side. Yeah, I mean, you I got Rodgers looking like apparently he's going to have another MVP type fucking season, but then you got the Rams again. You know, with again Aaron Donald. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, fucking that defense is just too monstrous. Matt Stafford still throwing fucking dimes and darts. It's God, it's just uh, it's too wide open for me right now. We're definitely gonna have to do a midseason update, and maybe we'll have a better take on who we think is gonna roll. But hey, man, I appreciate you taking two hours out of your evening to join me and do this with me to go all around the NFL and uh, give great insight, brother. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure as always. And, you know, thanks for, you know, having me again. Obviously, like I said, got to remember the roots and where you first have your first guest on and then always give back because they're the ones who help you out the most. Definitely, man. That's why I said shout out to all the great guests that we've had on here, man. You, Josh Thomas, Gaio, Alicia Zapp, uh, High Functioning Shit Show, everybody, man. We appreciate it. I see that you finally got your first thousand listeners, brother. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. (laughs) Your Instagram blowing up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, y'all been supporting me on that too, so wouldn't want Always. it any other way. <laughs> Always, man. So uh, let the people know where they can find you, at, man, if they want to hear some more great football takes, especially if they want to know a little bit more about college. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Jake Small Market Sports Take. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. TikTok at Jake's Take Podcast, still trying to figure out TikTok. And <laughs> you can, you know, see a lot of different content there, but excited to keep growing it and enjoy because college football and NFL football is coming. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, brother. You have a good night, man. And thank you once again. And thank you all for listening to Sports Stuff here on Block Talk. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right.